Hello and welcome back for another episode of The Degenerates. I am Andrew Drake and joining me as always is three of the panel of D-Gens. Uh, we are short one today without producer Randy, but we've got Big Nick Energy, we've got The Thumb, and we've got Colton. How we doing, fellas? I feel like it's been a while because we missed last week. By the time this episode comes out, uh, it'll be a while since we posted an episode because we've got due to some tef- technical difficulties. Um, so it does feel like it's been a while since we've recorded, even though it's only been a week. How we doing? Doing pretty good. Like you said, it feels like it's been a long ass time, but it's only been you know a couple weeks. But um, doing good. Been count not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's glad to be back. It's yeah. good. I look. I genuinely look forward to this every week. So. Same, same. I was I was upset when we weren't able to get on last week, but we had some scheduling difficulties, and we've had some technical difficulties with our last two episodes that we've recorded, but hopefully we can get those out, and you will have been able to catch up on them um, by the time you listen to this episode. Um, Thumb, how you doing over there, bud? I feel like you're sabotaging me, because two episodes we've not posted, I've gone four, one, and one in, and three, and three, and everybody just knows me as Owen, so I feel like you kind of do that on purpose whenever I have a good week. Other than that, it's been average for me over here. I'm starting to place smarter bets, not so much parlays as single games, like Drake has said since week one, but yeah. And yet, right now, I've fallen into the trap of just doing nothing but playing parlays, because I won a couple big ones and so now i'm like well i can i can hit it again right uh that wrong when you see a five dollar payout or a five dollar bet that could pay out seven grand it gets kind of addicting right Right. it's like what if dude it just (laughs) takes that one right (laughs) you know most gamblers stop before they win right you also miss a hundred percent of the parlays you don't make right that's what i'm saying well speaking of which I know Colton doesn't really want to talk about uh, about his luck, uh, but how's uh, betting? We won't really, you know, discuss on picks from the last week that because even though we didn't record, we did have make some picks. Um, but do you guys have any like big wins or bad beats from the last week that maybe they're college football, NFL, or or just any any kind of bets in general? Um, from the last couple of weeks that we, we haven't put an episode out. I feel like that's all been happening to me. Just bad beats. Um, I don't know if it was posted or not, but I've kind of moved to like prize picks and sleeper fantasy and that kind of stuff. Just it's easier for myself to get there and, and bet it a lot more than going to Iowa every week. Um, it feels like just about everything I've placed has either been pushing, it's been missing by one or two points, been missing by 0.5 points. It's been a, they call it hooks, a lot of the guys that I talk to. So I've been getting hooked on a lot of stuff and not in a good way. So it's been frustrating. But I know at some point we'll break through it, hopefully, unironically to what I just said a little bit ago. But mm-hmm. we'll see. So Sleeper, I, uh, I use Sorry, Cody. I'm just trying to figure this out because I have Sleeper for fantasy. But what it, does, does it essentially function like underdog or prize picks where it's basically just making parlays of over unders yeah so you can go a total of two so the way prize picks is is you get a certain set multiplier per pick so you can go i think two is a three times multiplier three picks is a ten times 
four is like a 20. I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you keep building up. The way that Sleeper goes, you can go obviously over, under, and there's like a point one point eight seven. Uh, let me let me just pull one up because I was just staring at it really quick. But it, it works the same way. So I have Colin Sexton right here that's going to play tonight. Um, he said at one and a half rebounds. His more said at one point five two times, and his less is set at two point one three on his rebounds. So if I went to combine his under for two point one three and Dylan Brooks over on rebounds at three point five. It's got a 1.88 times multiplier. You combine them together, it basically just rounds up, I think. So if I were to take the under and the over there, it puts it at four times. It's a little more, I guess, rewarding on some aspects compared to price picks. I'm kind of up in the air, though. Sleeper's been a lot of fun to use. I feel like it's really user-friendly. Because um, it also shows you like what the community is using, as opposed to price picks doesn't. Mm -hmm. But price picks has a lot more options. Yeah. Um, there's been some stuff I see on X or in some discords that I'm in or anything like that where, like, yeah, dude, you got to take the under on Trey Young double doubles today. And I go to do that or take the over or whatever. And I check it within like a minute or two and like they already took it off the app. It's like it's been flooded with picks. And, yeah. But it's kind of cool. I like it. I don't know how much I like it more than price picks, but it's something new. Gotcha. Thumb, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off there. Oh, I was going to say, two weeks ago, I had a nine-leg uh, plus 27-16 parlay hit. I bet three, and I won $101. So that's been my big win, and that made me fall back into the parlay trap again. <laughs> but I've gotten out of it, so give myself a little pat on the back for that. Nice. That makes one of us. Yeah, the other day, I was down to my last uh last little bit in my DraftKings account and decided to throw it all on a college basketball parlay that uh, paid out about $330. So I got hooked back into that and then decided to uh, get into the ESPN bet as soon as it opened up. Had a pretty uh, lucrative first day on that. Um, I think I ended the first day up about 450 bucks. Um haven't really won one since then, but I've, like you said, I've fallen into the parlay trap instead of just doing taking my own advice and, and betting single bets. Um, it's much easier to, you know, slowly build that, that bankroll um, and not risk as much money on a stupid bet. So hopefully I uh, learn my lesson before I lose all the money that I made last week. So. I will say, uh, although I've lost the, like everything the last week, last I think it was last Thursday night's NFL game. Was that the Panthers-Bears two Thursdays ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I did hit something there, which I bet a dollar on the first touchdown being Carolina's uh, defense or special teams, and I also put a dollar on Chicago's defense or special team scoring, and that dollar turned into $51 because there was a punt return. But nice. since last Thursday, it's all been downhill from there. Nice. <clears throat> Anybody else get on uh, ESPN bet? I didn't even know it was a thing. If, if I can make it to Iowa at some point or in the holidays, I'll be around Kansas. I might hop on it there, but yeah, probably right, not. Right now they've got, you know, for anybody listening right now, they've got a, <clears throat> a deal where for every um, or so if you may, get on and just make your first bet, you, you get 
in bonus bets. Um, and then they also have like the <clears throat> the deposit match, but they do deposit match. Uh, I think that the these retail books are getting a little smarter. Um, I think they all kind of lost their lost their ass a little bit when they all these states started opening up and they were giving everybody all these deposit matches and stuff um and just giving away money so now the way they're doing at least bet uh espn bet the way they're doing deposit matches say you put in a hundred dollars they'll mat they'll put a hundred dollars in what's called an eligible cash back account on your on your espn bet and so then um, I think the cash back on that is is set at like five percent. So for every cash bet you place, five percent of that cash bet will be pulled from your eligible cash back account and put into your actual account. If that makes sense. So I'm a, so you pay you. Let's say you have a hundred dollars in your eligible cash back. You place a one hundred dollar bet. Then your new. Uh, cash back uh, available cash back balance will be $95 because $5 will have gone to your actual bettable account. So it it's nice, but it's also just their way to, you know, try and make sure that you don't, they don't get raked over the coals and lose a ton mm-hmm. of money. But apparently ESPN bet is just barstool because barstool oh, really? uh, Portnoy sold barstools sports book to ESPN. Uh, because I downloaded the Barstool one just to see what like the interface and stuff looks like. I didn't have any plans on like putting money and stuff into it. I just wanted to see what it looked like. <clears throat> and as soon as I went to make the account, it was like, uh, like it told me to basically told me don't make an account, and in a couple of days download ESPN Bet. So it's pretty nice. It, it's it's a little glitchy at the moment. Kind of kicks you off every once in a while while you're trying to make bets. But I think that that'll get ironed out after a couple of days of of use um well speaking of we were talking about bad uh, bad beats a little bit um the same night that i started espn bet i had a couple bad beats where um between two parlays a a total of four points cost me around a thousand dollars didn't cost me a thousand dollars it lost me a chance at a thousand dollars um the De'Aaron Fox getting 28 points instead of 30 um, cost me about 500. And um, what was the other one? Oh, the Bulls uh, losing by two um, lost me a chance at another 500. So a little rough, a little bad beat. But like I said, I, I made some money that day, so I I wasn't too upset about it. I am a little upset about the uh, the Bulls tonight though, because they're gonna they're gonna do it to me again. <laughs> All right, enough uh, enough basketball and ESPN bet talk. Let's get into some football here. Um, Cody liked to say that I I try to screw him over and uh, not talk about the days that or the weeks that he he does well. So, not knowing what anybody scored last week because I haven't looked at it yet, uh, we'll go ahead and let Cody lead off this week's picks for NCCA NCAA. And like always with my picks, I have very little reasoning. I just go with what I feel is good. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It has been working lately, though. So for my NCAA this week, I have Utah to straight money line against Arizona. I have North Carolina plus 7.5 against Clemson. Um, North Carolina is ranked 20th. Clemson is unranked. 
it is at Clemson, though. So I'll be careful with that one. Fade as you wish. My last one, I have Oklahoma State minus six and a half against Houston. Oklahoma Oklahoma State got straight up embarrassed by UCF last week. So I think I'm going to come out and handle Houston pretty easily. Please hold. I'm trying to get the the picks up so that I can see them because my brain doesn't. When you, when you talk, I, I start hearing like circus music. Sorry. <laughs> Since you're editing this out anyway, Colton, did you have UNC also by the way you looked? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, maybe nice. I'll. Honestly, I just looked at everyone's parlay to make sure I didn't have the same parlay one. <laughs> maybe I'll go take Clemson. <clears throat> All right. Well, good luck with uh, with that thumb. Um, maybe maybe you know we all need to stop doing some any sort of research and just start placing bets because it's worked for you the past couple of weeks so uh and we've all been you know getting raked over the coals a little bit so uh let's move over to colton what uh what's your college uh lineup look like this week all right well kind of going with a thumb on this one i guess he's been doing pretty good so i'm not gonna bash him too hard on it but i'm also taking north carolina's plus seven and a half at clemson um no real rhyme or reason, but Clemson does play good at home, but I just think North Carolina is going to come out on top on this one. Uh, another one, kind of going back to the first couple weeks, uh, Duke was pretty hot. Um, I'm taking Duke's minus three and a half at Virginia. Reasoning behind that, like I said back in the beginning, Duke was hot. I don't know how they're really doing right now. I haven't kept up with them, um, but go Blue Devils. And the last one, probably the most most controversial pick. Um, my, uh, how do I want to word this? Nah, screw it. KU plus nine and a half versus KSU. Uh, one, if Bean plays, KU wins. Two, if Bean doesn't play, KU loses. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, it's still kind of up in the air. That was he was trending towards uh, playing. And I'm a KU fan, so I can't go against uh, my Jayhawks, who have been looking pretty good this year. Who, because uh, because Daniels, you got to you got to help me out here. Daniels was the starter yep. at the beginning. Of yeah, the year? Daniels was a starter in the beginning of the year, and he sat out. He played the first two games, I believe, and then he sat out all year because of some back tightness. Um, which he just he actually everybody thought he was sitting out to trans to enter the transfer portal. Um, but he just came out yesterday saying that's not the case. He's actually going to uh, come back next year. I mean, a lot of stuff can change from now till then. Um, and then Jason Bean has been taken over um, since he's been gone. But then Bean got hurt, and Cole Ballard, the third-string quarterback, uh, played, I think, all last game, or the majority of last game. It was all the uh, majority of last game. Um, and he looked god-awful. So Has the... Has the the Mays kid totally taken over the starting job at K State, or is he just do they just still work him in at packages? Uh, I I believe no, they still just it's, rotate it's him still, in. It's still Will Howard. Uh, Avery's not gotten a lot of, a lot of playing time the past few games, from what I've seen. What the dude scored five touchdowns in a game? Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Fair enough. Well, um, good luck to you on that. Um, Colton, um, K-State, 
I'm just looking at this. K-State 7-2-1 and one against the spread this year, and uh, K- Kansas is 5-5. Uh, five and five. So odds aren't, odds aren't in your favor on that one. However, um, best of luck to you. Uh, moving over to Thicky Nick, what do you got for college this week? So I got Georgia minus 10 against Tennessee. It's going to be a big SEC matchup. Georgia has clinched the SEC East. I did do a little bit more research this week, okay? I'm reading notes off my phone like a dweeb right now. Straight up Georgia's 10-0 against the spread. Georgia is 3-6-1, which I thought was kind of interesting considering the fact they're probably the best team in the country. Um, Tennessee is 7-3 straight up. They're also 6-4 against the spread. From what I have gathered... The last team to beat them at home was the Georgia Bulldogs. Guess who they're playing this weekend in Tennessee? The Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, the Volunteers, they really, I mean, besides, you know, if the ghost of Peyton Manning shows up, they haven't really uh, played well against a lot of competition. I have against Florida, Texas A&M, Bama, and Missouri. It's been 20 points or fewer they've scored against them. Like, playing those guys. Like, that's not... I mean, there's some decent teams. Texas is pretty decent. They're kind of a really weird up-and-down team. They're kind of like, oh, mint chocolate chip ice cream for me. I love it. Drake hates it. He says it's like eating toothpaste with chocolate chips. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, if you look at the last five outings, though, Georgia's beaten Tennessee by at least double digits. So I'm just looking at the the ATS standings for, uh, for Georgia. And... I, I have to feel like they get screwed with the, the spread, right? Because like other, if you take out Tennessee, Martin, and Ball State, and UAB, like the rest of it is played against you know quality opponents, but they're still like fourteen and a half point favorites. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I feel like the the spread, the point spread, is always a little bit unfair to a team that is as good as Georgia. Yeah. Does that make sense? I agree. I Yeah. I think they'll hit it. I think it's entirely possible. Um, it's an SEC game, so it should be a good game regardless. Um, my second one, I got LSU minus 31 versus Georgia state. I know it's a straight up. So there's a push chance with this. Um, the Tigers offense in their last three outings has been 47.3 points a game. Roughly. They have, I believe, from what I was reading, because I did, like I said, did some research, I believe they've been spotless on the over this year. Um, you know, the playing Georgia State is 5-5 five and five against the spread. Um, they've covered two spreads over 31 points. LSU, and I think they're rolling on offense right now. Jaden Daniels, if he's healthy, I think he was hurt a week or so ago. Um, I, I assume he's healthy. I have not looked into his injury status. But um, I don't see why they shouldn't cover 31 points on that. LSU 6-4 against the spread. Georgia State 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. Since um, so I guess somebody's got to be different, um, my apologies to the Jayhawks. I'm going to take Kansas State minus 7.5 versus KU. Um, a big one here, K-State's 8-2 against the spread. Kansas 5-5. Five and five. I think it's going to be a really good game. KU looks really good. I think it's going to come down to their quarterback. Um, I gave it, I mean, well, I locked it in at minus seven and a half, but I really think it's going to come down to the KU quarterback. It depends what KU team we get. If we get the Oklahoma KU team, I can see KU really winning this game. 
Um, if we get the Texas Tech KU, I believe that's who they just lost to this last week, then I think K-State wins by more than a touchdown pretty easily. With with this game, it being the rivalry, both being uh, KU being 25, K-State being 21, how big of a difference is it because it's in Lawrence? Do you think it's still going to be split because K-State is obviously just right there and they can come over and it's going to be split like um, the crowd-wise? Or do you think... Like KU has the edge because it is in Lawrence. I don't know. I think I think there's still going to be more K State fans in KU. I think that college. So like, you go to NFL or you go to you know like NBA or like professional in general. I think that the home field advantage or the the home court advantage plays a lot less into like point spread and stuff like that and home and favorites and dogs. Um, but I think personally, I think that in college it plays a bigger role, especially depending upon where it is, right? Like playing, uh, at LSU at night is like a huge, like it, it plays in LSU's favor, right? Um, right. just because of the, the atmosphere and um, the fans and stuff like that. Um, I mean, KU, I think, is the fans are, are behind them because they've been doing well this year. But um, I th- personally, I feel like it would make a bigger difference if it was at, in Manhattan. It'd be, it'd be a bigger difference in K-State's favor if they were in Manhattan than it is in KU's favor that it's in Lawrence. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. I also just thought of this. I could see the crowd be more split or more or more KU because KU basketball plays in Maui. There's not a basketball game to take away from the crowd. That is true. Fair. Um so I want to discuss this real quick before we get to the parlay because I know one of that you one of you guys has this team in the parlay. Um but James Madison. I want the the panels opinion on this whole situation with James Madison. For those of you that don't know, when you move up from um, FCS or what we used to call Division One AA to Division One or uh, FBS or I don't even know. Is it? It's not F. Is it FBS still? Because we don't. Yeah, I thought they were FBS. Yeah. So, sure it is. anyways, when you move up, you've got a two-year transition period where you are basically banned from any postseason play. Um which doesn't make any sense to me from Jump Street, but um, that's that's the situation James Madison is in right now. Um, they are currently what eleven and zero. Yeah, I believe nine and zero or ten and zero, something like yeah, that. Yeah, some some crazy. Um, they're undefeated. Yeah, they're currently undefeated and can't even get into their. Um, their own conferences uh, championship because the NCAA says that they um, they have to have this two year ban. Which I mean, I get it; they knew it coming into it, um, but it's one of those rules that's like shouldn't be there in the first place. Um, so I'd kind of like to get your guys' perspective on the whole deal. I know that Pat McAfee got got the JMU fans uh, pretty fired up today on his show. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Just to clarify, so because I haven't really been following, they moved up to FBS and they moved yeah. down to FCS. No, 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 they moved up to okay. FBS, um, to and they're in the Sun Belt, 
Um, I believe them and Jacksonville State moved up. Um, and this is, I want to say, is this their first year? Is this their first year or is this their second? Second. Yeah. So, and last year, so a lot of times, uh, they'll take a transition period where like the first year, half their schedule is, um, FCS schools and the other half is FBS, you know, and, uh, James Madison and I think Jacksonville state both said, hell no, we're, we're going straight FBS the whole way. And so they've already had that kind of, that FBS schedule from their, their first year. Um, and now they're getting told, you know, well, not only are, can you not go to your own, uh, conference championship, but you, you can't participate in bowls either, even though they're 10 and 0 right now. I, I kind of think it's bullshit because they went from playing less hard competition to playing like worthy opponents. Mm-hmm. Now I can see it the other way. If you go from FBS to FCS, yeah, you're playing like less, uh, less tough opponents. And so then you got like, okay, you guys sit out a little bit and so you can like, um, establish yourself. But if you jump up in the competition, I don't see why you can't be eligible, right. um, for bowl games, for anything, um, straight out of the gate because it's a lot harder competition. Yeah, and and the competition that they've been beaten. I mean, like Troy and South Alabama have been, and and Georgia Southern have been pretty good teams, r- respective to their, you know, their kind of conference, right? You add in like a um, a Marshall, and uh, but the, they've they've beat Virginia. They beat Utah State, they beat South Alabama, they beat Marshall, they beat Georgia Southern, and for the most part, other than Virginia and um, Troy, they've been like kind of beating the brakes off of people. I mean, we've got 45-38, 31-23, 41-13, 20-9, 30-27 to Old Dominion. Um, and then 42, 14, 44, six. So like, it's not like they've just been barely squeaking by with a field goal at the end of every game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's BS. I think it's just the NCAA flex and muscle that they have that they shouldn't have. Um, I also, try to look at it through the lens of like it was a rule and they knew it coming in but again it's a rule that's stupid and shouldn't be there in the first place i know a lot of people are switching conferences and stuff but like why don't they establish that like with people moving conferences as well i think texas and oklahoma moving um mm -hmm. next year that's harder competition well still they're moving right moving conferences why don't they get the ban or people moving out of the conference because the competition is too hard Let's play someone more of like our skill level. Well, why don't you get the band there? I just right. I don't understand it. I, I agree. I could, uh, like you said, I could totally understand if a team left their conference or left their left division one to go down to division one double A two because it was just too hard. I could totally see banning them from postseason play, right? Because they should, right. they should be better because they are going to have their their pick of their now they're going to lose scholarships if they go down right like because i forget what 
FBS has, but uh, or FCS, but FBS has 85 scholarships, and I think FCS has 55 full scholarships or something like that. So uh, you're going to lose those, but you're going to have your pick of the guys that you're you're losing, right? Right. Um, and you're you're going down a level of competition, so you shouldn't be able to just come down and immediately just you know wipe the slate. But this this going up and not being able to play when you are tearing up people that have been there that that bugs me a little bit. But we'll we'll see how they do, um, how they finish out. They got App State and they've got Coastal Carolina. Coastal Coastal has you know been kind of the team to beat in that uh, conference. Um, they've kind of gone through this same situation that. Uh, that James Madison's going through right now. Um, and App State, you know, I, I think you can never really count them out. <clears throat> um, so we'll see what the last two weeks look for look like for them. And then, you know, they, they go 12-0. and 0. Um, I think you're going to see a big shitstorm, at least on online. But with that, I believe it's Cody that's got uh, – that's got them in the parlay. So let's go ahead and move to the, the NCAA parlay. Cody, we'll start with you. What What's our first leg? It's only going to be a three-legger today, but what do you got? Oh, you just said it. I had James Madison just straight money line over App State. Uh, with game day being there, James Madison could fall into the hype trap. Oh, we're finally getting recognition we deserve, but I think they're a good enough team. They pull through. Um, let's go to uh, Colton. What do you have? I have Baylor versus TCU. I'm taking under 58 and a half. Uh, both teams have been unimpressive to me this year, um, which on the flip side, their defenses might, you know, not show up and it could be, you know, 65 to 110. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I just don't think their offenses are capable of uh, combining for over 59 points. And Nick? I got Oregon State minus two and a half versus Washington. I got two big reasons. One of them emphasis on big. I think Oregon State has the better line coming into this game, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Penix is very good, and I think he has a really good chance to win the Heisman. I believe Heisman on his second behind Bo Nix. Um, so it just kind of shows where he's valued. Um, they're also pointing Corvallis. I think we've kind of seen what Oregon State's been able to do at home this year, and I wouldn't be shocked if they pull out a win this weekend against Washington. Nice. Nice. So on ESPN Bet right now, you might be able to get it a little different somewhere else, but on ESPN Bet right now, you can get that three-leg parlay. That would be James Madison Moneyline. That would be the under um, TCU Baylor, and I think Colton had that at, what would you say, 58 and a half? 58 and a half, yep. And then uh, Nick had Oregon State minus two and a half. Right now that's at minus one on ESPN Bet. But those three... Um, are going to get you about plus 360. So a little safer than our bets, our uh, parlays have been. Um, might actually, uh, might actually hit for you. But as always, fade responsibly. Um, I look forward to tracking that one for you, fellas. I feel like out of one. all the out of all the parlays, like the the group parlays we put together, that this might be the best one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. For sure. Well, let's move into uh, into some NFL here. Um, Cody, we'll stick with you. Um, 
we'll let you probably for the last time this year uh, go first. <laughs> Most likely. Um, my opinion on this week in NFL slate, there was not a lot of bets that looked promising or good to take. Um, my first one, I have Bears versus Lions under 47.5. I have the Chargers minus three against the Packers. Chargers offense looks good. Packers are just a crap show this year. And the last one, I have Texans straight money line against the Cardinals. Nice. Colton, what about you? All right. Well, complete opposite of what Cody said. I'm taking Cardinals plus five and a half versus the Texans. Got old wow. Ky- Kyler Murray back. This might be a biased pick, too, because um, Cardinals, you know, is my second favorite team. Um, but. Kyler looked good his first return. I know it's the Texans. Texans have played very well. Um, but they've got their field general back, in my opinion. And um, they got James Conner back. Uh, don't, the only thing their whole team's been missing is a wide receiver over 5'9". Um, <laughs> but I, I, I am taking the Cardinals plus 5.5. That's why I didn't include it into the parlay, because I'm not 100% sold on that. Um Vikings plus two and a half at the Broncos. Broncos look pretty good lately, but Joshua Dobbs, in my opinion, has oh, looked better. Uh, Dobbs, the finally al- is lear- the <laughs> alopecia nightmare. Dude, right. the astronaut. He's uh, finally learned everybody's names. He's playing good football. <laughs> I think Jay Jettas is playing. Um, I'm liking him. I'm liking him a lot, even though they're kind of uh, struggling in the running back department right now. Um, I think Joshua Dobbs will lead him to the promised land. Um, and my last one, Chiefs and the Eagles, game of the week of my opinion, uh, taking the over four and forty-five and a half. Chiefs apparently has one, or Chiefs has one of the top defenses in the league. I understand that, um, but this is a great matchup. It always is. I I foresee this being a, a scoring frenzy. Yeah, we got the uh, we got the Kelsey family reunion game. Um, it's not the Kelsey Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl. So we got the family reunion game. Um, at least that's what they said on the, the last episode of new heights that I listened to. So, um, yeah, should be interesting. I'll definitely tune into that. Um, I kind of have no choice because if I want to watch NFL football, um, anywhere in Kansas, that's what I end up with. So, <laughs> um, thank you, Nick. What's your NFL slate look like? All right. I got Steelers plus one and a half against Cleveland. Um, for the simple fact that they're going to be starting, I believe it's going to be Dorian Thompson Robinson, who is the rookie out of UCLA. I don't think PJ Walker's playing to my knowledge. Um, that I have no idea. I'm taking this simply for the fact that I think the Steelers run game has finally gotten going. These, um, ASC North matchups have gotten so much more physical as we even saw from Thursday night. There was a lot of injuries going down. Um, yeah, just left and right. It was kind of crazy. Now, granted, that was a shorter week, but whatever. That's not the point. I think the Steelers are going to come in. I think they're going to play pretty decently well. Kenny Pickett hasn't been good. I think they're going to lean on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren this week. So, it'll be curious to see if this is going to be a running game with Kareem Hunt. And uh, I already forgot the Browns are the running back. Um, But I think this is going to be a defensive clash. I think the Steelers are going to pull out with this one, though. It's going to be a great game. Um, Mike Tomlin's going to somehow will this team to an above 500 record. Um, my second pick, I got the Lions minus seven and a half against Chicago. I don't think I really have to put much explanation into this other than it's Chicago. I don't know who's going to play quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, just the Lions are like a really well-oiled machine. 
Lions look really good. I'm actually, I think they're they're a legitimate dark horse this year to go deep in the playoffs. Um, I got Chargers Packers under a 43 and a half. I'm not impressed with Herbie. I think the Packers are not a good football team. I think Jordan Love. I'm not going to say he's not the answer at quarterback, but I think you got to give him some more time. Um, I have it on my phone really fast that unders are six and one in the past seven Chargers games, which I thought that was interesting when I was making these picks. So why not go for it? I think if anything that's going to happen this week, Packers defense is decent at best. And for all we know, Justin Herbert plays like Tom Brady tomorrow. That's the one I'm least confident out of my three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's uh, let's stick with you, Nick, and give us your parlay pick for the NFL parlay. You guys are going to look at me like I'm crazy when I say this, but I'm taking Dolphins Raiders under a 46 and a half. Um, yeah. yeah. Re- reasoning? Like, I'm, reasoning, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against Raiders... it. I'm always for, for yeah. and under, but yeah, why? Oh, okay. I don't believe Raheem Mostert is 100% healthy. I don't know if they're getting Devon A-Chain back this week. I think that's going to be a Saturday-ish decision. Jalen Waddle is pretty hit or miss. I know Tyreek Hill is a freak this year. Two is playing pretty decent. Um, so if you really look at their weapons, they have to worry about defending on offense. It's mainly Tyreek Hill. I don't even know who their tight end is, honestly. I was going to say Mike Gesicki, but he's with the Patriots. Um, and I think the Raiders, they look like a new team with Antonio Pierce. It's kind of cool. I think Adam O'Connell's played pretty well, but I don't think they're going to put up a lot of points. I just I have a, a gut feeling it's not going to hit an over on this one. I don't know why. Besides like the injuries on the Dolphins' side, their offense isn't the same that it was when they put up 70 against Denver. This this is a close one too. I'm also not super confident, but I'm just confident enough to throw it in the parlay. I think it can hit. I think it can do it. I couldn't tell you Vegas's starting quarterback's name, but I can tell you that Cody, you might have a stronger jawline than him. <laughs> yes, to win. They go from the strongest jawline to the weakest jawline at quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reverse order, Colton. What uh, what do you got for the parlay this week? All right, my parlay, uh, the other two added them in their normal uh, picks, but I'm taking the Chargers' money line versus the Packers. They kind of said it all, you know. Um, Packers haven't looked real good. Um, Chargers haven't looked real great, but I can see uh, Herbert just destroying their defense on this game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. The Packers have shown me nothing to lead me to believe that they would be competitive. Um, sorry. Cody, I know that's your. I know that's your boys. Um, it will just. We're terrible, so I agree. I guess I don't know. Maybe it'll depend on. Maybe a snowstorm will hit Green Bay. It might help you out. Um, yeah, the ghost of Brett Favre comes descending from the snow. <laughs> well, just make sure to take his cell phone so he can't send pictures. <laughs> um, Cody, what do you got for the parlay? For my parlay. Um, I have Cowboys versus Panthers over 41 and a half. I think this game's going to be like the Cowboys Giants where the Cowboys score over 40 themselves. So, yeah. Just need, the Panthers, to, just need the Panthers to score. Well, it, I'm shocked that's so low. It's played, it's played in your favor. Let me rephrase that. 
the the book seems to think the same as well because um, right now I can't get it at forty one and a half um, unless I throw an alternate on it. So um, it's at forty two and a half. Um, so those three picks um, over uh, Cowboys. Panthers over 42 and a half Chargers money line and Raiders Dolphins under 46 and a half I got it at plus 501 still not too bad so still still pretty obtainable um with with just risking it on on three picks um I get a little worried when I'm only at uh 501 and I've got like four picks in there because I'm, I'm at like you know minus 800 odds on <laughs> on all four picks but um yeah i think these these parlays uh they got some hope this year or this week unlike our last few yeah well clyde's not a part of these so yeah fuck clyde um trying to trying to think about some some nfl news that uh that i have seen in the past few days um but uh oh this this is one um burrow is having season-ending wrist surgery i don't know if you guys saw that um yeah but uh that that's not necessarily i mean that's no that's newsworthy of course but um from our standpoint the interesting piece is that uh he apparently got off the team bus in baltimore wearing a soft cast on his wrist but was not on any injury report for the entire week um so that's that's kind of interesting news um for those that don't know the nfl all uh report into the same system um so their their electronic medical records to my knowledge is all reported into the same system so that anytime um throughout the week uh anybody can at least go in and see uh somebody's practice schedule like did they they did not uh participate or they were limited or what um and what the reasoning for that is because of shoulder pain or wrist pain or something like that um but anytime somebody's looked at they have to be put on that injury report so for joe burrow to to get off the team bus and have a soft cast on his wrist but not be on the injury report at all that entire week is kind of a big no-no so i think the the nfl is going to do some investigating into that should be pretty interesting to see what they they come out with especially given how that game turned out and now that he is uh gonna have season-ending surgery yeah nick what you got um, well, two things really good. One, that's not the first time that's happened this year. Somebody else did that, I think. I just don't I, remember who. I know that a few years ago, um, when Brady and Tampa won the Super Bowl, he was wearing that knee sleeve at their like per- champions parade. Um, everyone threw kind of a, a fit because apparently he'd been dealing with an MCL all year, um, and never once appeared on the team's injury report like all year um so i could have swore it happened this year too i mean i yeah i i wouldn't be surprised i think it happens more often than not but um i also think that teams uh get hammered for that quite a bit just whether we hear about it uh just kind of depends on who it is i think well i guess the second part Oh, you know what? It was Bijan when he was sick. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. 
So, so I guess it, the second did, one was it because they didn't. So I don't know how that works. They have because they have to put those ones on like the non-football injury list, or is there an illness list? Oh, I just I don't think they put them on anything at all. Gotcha. Well, like if someone's sick before like they go or think like anything like Patty Mahomes when he had the flu, they had to put him on some report. I don't. It's not the injury report, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's something like that. So like they know and like Bijan yeah. had something going on. They didn't put yeah. anything about it. Yeah. Um, I saw something that I just kind of wanted to bring up, and I know we talked about it, ooh, maybe week one or week two about, you know, the sportsbooks maybe having their finger in outcomes, but it, it was a meme, of course, and it was, you know, the uh, the sportsbooks in Vegas profiting because they didn't, you know, they made the Bengals not put Joe Burrow on the injury report, so everybody could bet on Joe Burrow's stats, and I think it's ridiculous, but I don't know, I just didn't know. If anybody else had that same thought, I'd I would honestly, be shocked, that, that, but I think, I think that sounds a little wild. I don't know. Th- those types of thoughts never really even creep into my head. Like when I'm watching a game, I'd like, and a ref makes a bad call. My first instinct is not like that ref's being paid off. My first instinct is like that ref's just bad. Like that's, they, they're, they're not good at what they do. Um, maybe that's just me being naive, um, but I don't tend to like jump to the conclusion that something's fixed or somebody's trying to screw somebody over. Um, but I do think that, you know, you could have said the same thing, you know, what was that? The early two thousands in the NBA and it came out that that ref was fixing games. Um, so I, I do think it'd be pretty wild if, you know, all these States are, are ruling to allow sports gambling um, sports betting in their state um, if there just came out this massive you know one of the big four leagues um, you know like NHL NFL NBA and MLB if one of the big four leagues was like fixing games to try and make a bunch of money off of people gambling I, I think that'd be pretty wild what other action do you guys got going on um, I think I'm going to continue to uh, try and bet some NCAA and some NBA. Uh, my new kind of play is to to take like the mid-level favorites. So look at the NCAA slate for the day and, and try to find, you know, the minus 250 to, to minus 600 favorites and try to parlay a few of those together till I get to a decent plus number. Um, and then, you know, throw 10 bucks or something on it. Um, it's It's been... Um, profitable in the last couple of you know the last week or so um but i would also say that i've i've lost my fair share as well but that doesn't mean i'm going to stop doing it so um what about you guys you guys got any anything you're tracking right now i'm gonna try to crack a i'm tracking small code and like sleeper and prize picks um because it shows you the previous games and a lot of it is not like a code but um, betting like the under on turnovers and more on turnovers and blocks and that kind of stuff because there's guys like Jordan Clarkson that haven't had a block in several games mm-hmm. and their line set at half a block. So if you bet under and he's not being aggressive and blocking shots and you can start chaining those into like, you know, just stuff like that and mm-hmm. just doing that and betting on turnovers and like, you know, like tonight I had De'Aaron Fox for less than two and a half turnovers and only had one. 
and pairing those in with guys for blocks and just doing weird like stats like that and see if you can't string some of those together to make some cash. I think there's a big like a lot of guys that that bet a lot um, professionally or whatnot. They they try to follow streaks. You know, somebody's on a you know like a like a Christian McCaffrey touchdown streak. Like they're gonna try and jump on that until they lose money on it. Um, I just always get nervous and frustrated because I feel like as soon as I start betting on a streak, it ends. You know what I mean? Like I very rarely do I be like, Oh, look at this streak. I found, I throw some money on it and then they continue the streak. Most of the time I throw some money on it and they get destroyed. Um, so it just makes me nervous to, to try and find one of those and actually put money on it. I'm with you. What were you going to say, Cody? I was going to say, I'm doing some live NBA betting, so I wait till about halftime, middle, third quarter. If the game's close, I bet on the team that's losing, and it's about probably a 40% win rate right now, so I'm not complaining. Nice. By close, I mean like five points or less. <laughs> what about you, Colton? You uh, you playing anything? Uh, well, I ever since week one, I kind of do what you've done with basketball, you know, chaining those um, heavily favored teams, and I just keep I don't I don't know what I need to do because I just keep on missing it by one or two, and it's up to like you know fifteen to twenty legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might try starting to try to do that with basketball. I haven't I haven't uh, done it yet, but um, one's bound bound to hit. I would say <laughs> for sure. So speaking of your streaks, Nick, like here's one for you that is just insane to me, but I'm with it as large as it is, I would get worried to play it because it would it would happen. I know it would is and in some books, you might not even be able to find it. But Malik Beasley has went 26 straight games of under 0.5 blocks. I don't even know who that is. He's a guard for Milwaukee. And well, here's okay. a here's a what more well known one, Jalen Brunson, the point guard for the Knicks, has gone 18 straight games of under 0.5 blocks. Again, I would be afraid to freaking put money on that because 18 is a lot. But again, he's a guard that, um, you know, he's a point guard that you would think would get a lot of assists and stuff like that. But the dude never passes the ball, so why would he jump up to try and block a shot? believe Kevin Durant's in the middle of one of those right now where his points, rebounds, and assists has gone over in the last like five or six times he's played. Um, I obviously can't find it because he's in the middle of the game right now, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he's yeah, I mean, at this point, he's averaging 29-6-4 right now. Yeah, he's just on one of those weird streaks. I think that's what he is. Yeah, just points, rebounds, and assists, which for those who don't understand English, um, just they combine the points, the rebounds, and the assists. Yeah. yeah. Now, stuff like that does make me nervous, too, especially when I look at it, but it's yeah interesting, I guess. Because even for tomorrow, even for tomorrow, Chet Holmgren's on, uh, he said at half a steal, and like today, well, they're playing, or yeah, we're on what, the... S- what day is it? 
or on the 17th. So like, yeah, they played Golden State on the 16th. He didn't have a steal. He had two against the Spurs. He had none against Phoenix. He had one against Sacramento on the 10th. You know, then you can go turnovers and all that weird stuff too. So, yeah, I, it's weird. I this, also get stuff's weirded weird. out by like going. Uh, so like with player props, I'm always more likely for, and it's only because of myself. I have no reason for this, but I'm always more likely to bet the over on a player prop than I am an under. Um, but with the total points for a game. I'm always way more likely to bet the under than I am the over. I, don't, I feel like I don't no matter why, what I bet, I'm always wrong. I don't same, which would tell me to you know do the opposite, but I don't. Um, I don't know why um, I'm like that. I don't know if I'm just always pulling for the individual, um, but I think it's easier to root for someone to play better than root for them to suck. Yeah, I do. I I would say that uh, I hate. I hate this because for so long I hated the NBA. Um, but sports betting has made it to where I will watch an NBA game and enjoy it. But again, it's because I'm not betting or I'm not pulling for a team. Most likely with the NBA, I'm pulling for a individual to do well. Um, yeah. So I don't care if there's defense. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. But that being said, because, you know, wife and kids are asleep uh, you know i'm sitting on the couch watching a game late at night i'm always watching the west coast games because they're they don't start till like 9 30 um i really like watching the kings i gotta be honest with you um fun team I sabonis is a freak he's yeah. a double double machine dude, yeah and i speaking of sabonis i like watching that dude play because when he's on the floor it's full speed like he's full go the whole time he's he's sprinting basket to basket um, where it looks like some of the other guys are, are just standing around. And that, I mean, that's why he gets 12 plus rebounds a game and gets double doubles all the time because he's out there hustling the whole time. Um, and, and not taking, taking plays off and it's just fun to watch. And then you, you add in, you know, Fox, who is just, you know, he's a, he is a, a highlight reel for sure. Um, yeah. I just wish he'd, uh, got two more points and got me $500 the other night. Yeah, I love Sabonis. I like the era, not era. That's not the right word, but we're getting back to having big guys more involved in offenses yeah. and teams. And it's nice, especially with him and Jokic and maybe with Chet and Wemby from, for the future. Uh, I would, I would also, I think I've said this before, but I would like, like to go on record as saying, if you're seven foot tall, I am not taking the over on your rebounds um, because you probably, <laughs> that's won't one. It. Points, rebounds, assist. I took the under four Joel Embiid today and he hit forty. He was set at like thirty seven and a half. It goes forty <laughs> points, rebounds, assist. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that will do it for us today on the Degenerates. Um, make sure you are liked, subscribed, and following wherever you get your podcasts, um, and fade responsibly when it comes to our picks because uh, we don't know what we're doing. So. We'll catch you guys on the next one for Nick, Cody, and Colton. I'm Andrew, and we uh, will catch you on the next one. Peace.